I should probably start by saying I have never had any professional photography training. Now I'm sure some of you are thinking, yeah, that's quite, that's quite clear. We've seen your Instagram. Um, but um, what I will say uh, is, well, I guess why should that, why am I qualified to talk to you guys about taking photos? Well, essentially there is no reason, except for that I absolutely love it. Um, I often find myself falling down uh, YouTube holes or strolling through or crawling through Instagram uh, searching for new photos, new ideas, new inspiration and learning more and more about uh, how to take good pictures. So hopefully I'll be able to share some of that with you today. So we've broken the seminar into two parts. I'm going to kick off by talking to you about why you should think about taking better pictures. Uh, and then going to share with you some tips and tricks and ideas for how to capture a better photo uh, and importantly how to edit them. And then we'll be handing over to Amber and she'll take us through how to get the most out of those pictures that we've taken and to get the maximum amount of reach we can in our photos. So why should you want to take a better picture? Well, gone are the days when we used to have wind-up cameras with 24 photos and we'd take them on our holidays and we'd take photos of our trips and we'd get home and we'd send those pictures off to be developed and we'd wait a week and then eventually we would get this pack of photos and be able to show our grandmothers what our holidays look like. We still take pictures of our holidays and we still show them to our grandmothers but we now use our phones. Everyone in this room has a great uh, camera on their phone and social media has totally changed the game. Every single day, 95 million photos and videos are uploaded onto Instagram. That is 1100 a second. It has totally changed how we should think about photos and it has become incredibly important. Each one of us who has an Instagram page or a Facebook page, you are creating your own personal brand. And that brand and those photos are instrumental and they can be the difference between you getting that dream bar job that you've always wanted in that bar that you've always wanted to work at or not. It can be the difference between your next regular walking into your bar or not. It can be the difference between your bar becoming the city's favourite or not. It's hugely important. And this is why you should want to take better pictures. Beyond this, uh, I no longer use TripAdvisor or uh, a restaurant's website to review whether I want to go to that restaurant tonight with my mates. I will look at their Instagram. That's the first place I now look. I then send that Instagram page to my mates on WhatsApp and I say, hey, look at this great restaurant. We're going to go eat this amazing pasta dishes. And that is hugely important and very, very powerful. And beyond this, we all know when we look at a menu uh, that egg white makes the drink foamy. We all know what the phrase uh, a float might mean or something like this, but the average person might not. So take this picture here, bar in Spitalfield. Here they talk about having a marshmallow float. Now, if most people saw that in a menu, they would have no idea that it might end up looking like this. Equally, we all know that in a whiskey sour, it has this beautiful foamy top, but when other people look up your menus and they read the word egg white, they might not know that. So lots of people will be looking at your Instagrams and thinking, that is, uh, that's, I know what that's gonna look like. I can imagine what it's gonna taste like. That is what I wanna order. And this can be extremely, extremely powerful. There's a restaurant in London called Mac and Wild, which 
when they shared this picture on their Facebook page, this beautiful dirty burger literally dripping with this egg yolk, overnight it became their bestseller. <coughs> and I'm sure you've all been in that position where you've shared a picture of a drink in your bar and that night everyone is coming in and ordering that drink. And if you do this well, it can be extremely beneficial. So, when you're thinking about your brand, well, you all essentially already have one. Uh, it's not something uh, you need to search for, but it's worth thinking about. So, it's very obvious when you're looking at your bars, but it will also apply to yourselves. This is a bar that I used to go to a lot in Warsaw. Now, you can just look at their feed and you instantly know that they serve great pizzas and they serve bottled cocktails. And they just pump this out again and again. They have made this their niche. So when you're thinking about your own niche or your own uh, brand, think about your passions. Do you love developing new drinks? Share your drinks. Do you love uh, partying really hard and dancing on bar tops? Share pictures like that. Are you incredibly funny? Or do you tell awful jokes? Make your posts funny. Take Tim. <laughs> Tim loves the colour orange. You can even see that in his handle, the orange emoji. He also loves lycra. <laughs> <laughs> and, and beyond that, and I think I've already mentioned it, he really loves oranges. So Tim is a great example of owning your niche, finding your brand. He loves oranges, and everyone who follows his feed will know that he loves oranges. So, think about this. If your bar is quirky, make your photos quirky. If your bar is fun, don't share soulless, boring pictures of beautifully uh, presented drinks where no garnish is out of place and there's no energy or life in that picture. If you're a party bar, make your photos about a party. If your bar is super flash and clinical and shiny metal everywhere, make your photos equally clinical. Um, and you can apply this to yourself, like we mentioned. So, before you even start taking pictures, it's worth thinking about your brand. Some people who do this really well, uh, you might recognise this hand. If you do, this would be Rich Woods. Uh, if you don't follow him on Instagram, I highly recommend it. He's called The Cocktail Guy. And the moment I see this hand with this, uh, these tattoos, I instantly know this is Rich Woods. It's, uh, and he obviously does a lot of drinks development and if you scroll through his feed, the majority of the pictures are him holding a drink like this. So whenever you see this, even when someone else has shared his picture, you know it's him. Someone else who does this very well, and I, like whether he does it intentionally or not, uh, I think it's another great example, is uh, Remy. Uh. Remy loves label makers. You can see he's even labelled the bottom of his teacup here. He uses label makers across all of his pictures. Now, whenever I see a label maker, I think of Remy. So you can find your niche, find your passions, something that's different about you that other people maybe don't use or don't uh, like accentuate and make that present across all your pictures. If you follow Remy, which you can, uh, he has two pages. One is called Bar Savage. And e even in his page, Bar Savage, he has this beautiful brown leather sofa which again you see in so many of the pictures and again becomes a sort of an icon of him and his page. So, we thought about uh, why you should be taking better pictures, we thought about uh, your brand, 
but what can you actually do to take better photos? Well, I think you can think about it like this. Framing, composition, lighting, and then importantly, editing. So when it comes to framing, on your phone, it's actually worth saying that many people will be uh, looking at the fact that maybe I always carry this camera around or we have a number of cameras in the room and you'll get hung up on the fact that, okay, I've only got my phone to take pictures on, how can I take a really great picture? Well, you can have all the gear and no idea, a bit like myself, uh, or you can have the sort of principles and the knowledge and you can use those to maximise your pictures even using your smartphone. Talking about framing, put the grid on. So do people have the grid on their photos at the moment? So you can find this in your settings and this will bring up a grid like you see in these pictures and it will really help you shoot uh, the optimum photos. You want to have your pictures horizontal or upright. So how you can do this um, is find something in the back of your picture, whether it's the corner of the room, a pole, uh, a bookshelf, line that up with one side of your grid, and that way you won't have weird photos on a skew. Um, and then, next, a very important thing here in photography is the number three. So, break your photo into thirds. Three is obviously an extremely important number in other senses, like monkey shoulder, makes great molts. Um, but in photography, break your photo into threes um, and you want to have your subjects lined up on the threes. When you take a picture of a landscape, you'll see that if you have the horizon either on the top third or the bottom third, suddenly that picture of that landscape looks infinitely better. It's the same with taking photos of drinks or bars. Um, maximise them by having them on the grids. And the optimum point is where they intersect. This is where you want your action to be. So whether it's your friend's face, or you pouring the drink, or the, this beautiful garnish, aim for these points here where the two lines intersect. This uh, also applies to uh, a photo like this, which is again broken into three. This is uh, when we think about symmetry. People love pictures with symmetry. You've all seen pictures of long lines of trees where uh, you shoot into the distance and it's got this beautiful symmetry. You can use the same in your bars. There will always be somewhere where you can find symmetry. Or, like myself, carrying a bottle around an airport. But, line your pictures up in the middle, uh, bring your subject into the middle of that symmetrical landscape and the magic will just happen. Composition. Now, if you don't remember anything uh, from today, the, this top line here, think different should be the one thing. Whenever you're uh, taking a picture, think, what is everyone doing? I'm going to take the picture differently. 99% of people will photograph their drink at the bar sat like this. 45 degree angle, about six inches away from glass. Everyone's photos of every drink will look almost exactly the same. So start trying to think different. You've all seen pictures of coffee from above or um, or photos that are taken where you've lined up the camera so it's horizontal and level with the drink, shooting straight into the drink. Or even think about shooting up through the drink. Anything that means you're thinking different and taking an angle which other people won't usually see. We all love looking at pictures of drone photos. The reason we love looking at photos 
taken by drones is because this is a perspective of the world which we don't normally get to see. So think about that with your photos. Like this picture of this bottle here, most people would take a picture of a bottle like this. Point it upwards, shoot into the sky, and you're taking it in a totally different angle to how you have before. This is the great work of, oh, this is the great work of Tim Ward, the back of the room. Um, <laughs> next thing to think about is depth. Again, so many people will take a photo uh, shooting directly at the bar, and the bar is only about a meter behind the bar top. There is no depth in that photo. And it's the same, it, even worse example is when you take a photo of a drink up against the wall. And if the wall is not particularly inspiring and particularly interesting, it's going to be a very bland photo with no soul, no energy. Shoot with depth. So position your photo along the bar or across the room, across all the tables in your room. And suddenly you'll get these beautiful out of focus points in the back of your photo. And your drink will be the forefront and in focus at the front. This leads into lines or leading lines. So a really good example here in Black Rock is them pouring these whiskey bottles into the table here. So this is a great example for a number of reasons. It's shot at a different angle to how most people would normally look at it. Most people would stand above the table and be shooting down. Again, there'll be no depth there. Here, you've got this, these lines vanishing into the distance, creating this like vanishing point, and it's visually very aesthetically pleasing. Again, so you have the same thing here on Tim's photo, where you've got this skyscraper vanishing into the sky. Again, you've got those leading lines. Position your product, your person, your uh, cocktail in that way, and you'll get this beautiful aesthetic photo vanishing into the distance. Next thing to consider would be natural frames. If I look out of this window and I take a picture right up against the window, of the landscape, well sure the landscape might look fantastic, but if I step back and I capture the window itself and the curtains, uh, suddenly it's brought it to life. You can imagine being in that setting, it's a natural frame for your picture. People love putting frames on their Instagram pictures, but you can create that in the picture itself. Look for anywhere you can shoot through. So you can shoot through a chair or a banister rail or uh, even hold up cards in front of your picture or two drinks in front of your uh, image you're shooting through creating a natural frame and this again will make the picture much more interesting the next one to consider would be location now we've spoken a lot about how the majority of pictures of drinks are sat on the bar top and uh, if you know if you're shooting along the bar or something like that getting that depth it can be a great place to shoot but in the principle of thinking different, take your drink, take it to a different corner of the room, maybe you've got a really fancy bookshelf, or even put it on the floor, maybe you've got beautiful tiling. Somewhere where people won't usually expect to see your drink, and suddenly it'll become a much more interesting photo. And the same can be said for props. So in our bars, our bars are full of beautiful things. Things that we often think are like everyday like tools whether that's your jiggers or shakers or even the raw ingredients that you use to make uh, your drinks. Include those in the picture and it will come to life. It will make it much more interesting than 99% of photos which are the single drink sat on the bar top. Now the big one, 
lighting. Now I'm sure lots of people have mentioned lighting to you before when taking photos, but it is hugely important. The first thing I would say is forget about your camera flash on your phone. The flash on your phone is super harsh uh, and it will make for a really ugly photo. The best scenario is to be able to use natural light. So take your drink, you can take it outside of your bar, no, there's no rules. You know, you think, you think you're bound to the parameters of your bar, take it outside, take it into the sunlight, take your photo there. Here is a great example of a bar in North London called Three Sheets. They benefit from a huge window. Uh, which is flooded with natural light. But if you've got a window in your bar, take your drink from your bar top to the window, photograph it there, as they have done here. Where that's not possible, should you work in a basement bar, like many a bar is, then you've got to think about lighting it. Now, so how do you do this? You can take your friend's phone, turn the torch setting on, you can diffuse that with a bit of paper or something if it's a bit harsh, or you can bounce the light off the bar top or off the ceiling, or you might have a lamp in the corner which you can reposition, anything that will sort of uh, be able to light your photo without using the flash. I imagine some of you might have heard of the phrase golden hour. Golden hour is this fantastic phenomena that happens twice a day at sunrise and at sunset. So think about taking your photos if you've got a competition coming up and you've got to take a picture for that. Wait until that window of time when the sun is setting, take your photo, or take your cocktail to the window, shoot it as the sun is setting, and you get this beautiful golden, amber, like red colors that will flood your photo. The kind of thing that most people try to emulate afterwards on Instagram filters. And <coughs> totally undervalued is shadows. Now, these pictures here make really great use of, great use of shadows. Shadows can really bring your photos to life. So imagine here, if you'd had a cocktail sat on the table here as this grid pattern had come across the table, it would totally break up uh, your image. You'd see the shadows refracting in all sorts of different ways, and it would suddenly make the picture infinitely more interesting. So at this point, you're probably thinking, okay, I've thought about my framing. I'm shooting in thirds. I've got beautiful symmetry. I've composed the picture really nicely. I'm shooting at a really interesting angle. I've got great depth in my photo, and I've even managed to light it really well in beautiful natural light. And you're thinking, okay, I'm ready to upload it. Well, maybe, you know, hashtag no filter and all that. But um, I would say 50% of your photo comes in the editing process. So editing uh, can be done on numerous apps on your phone. Lots of them are free and I'm sure we'll talk about this afterwards and there'll be loads that you guys already use, which I haven't heard of, uh, but I'm gonna share some of them with you now. But some of the things that you can do even in your normal photo app, something as basic as cropping, can suddenly turn what was an average photo into a great picture, particularly if you haven't managed to frame it well in the first place. But if we're talking about some apps, these are my favorites. I don't know if you guys have used any of them before. Um, and I'll take you through them one at a time. So, the first one, uh, which you can download for free, is called Snapseed. So Snapseed is great for uh, basic editing. Uh, you can tune your image, uh, up the contrast, up the brightness, uh, add some saturation in there. What I would say is never push it too far. Keep it to roughly 
five to ten percent. You know, it might look great to throw the contrast up to 100 when you look at it initially, but you go back the following day and suddenly you're like, oh, why did I do that? So, that looks horrendous. Um, so think about only tweaking them uh, a very little bit. Uh, on top of tuning your image, another good one in here is uh, details. Again, you can sharpen the image. Again, only think about like 5%. Again, if you throw it up to 100, it'll look like it's a line drawing, uh, which again, you might think at the time, oh, this is, it's like sharpens, adds a sort of uh, refines the photo. Um, and there's lots of other things you can play around with in this app, uh, but if you use it for nothing else, think about tuning your image and details. Another great one is, which I use almost every day, it's called VSCO. This is a bit like Instagram uh, in that it has loads of filters, uh, but instead of having about 20 different ones, uh, it will have I don't know, something like 200 different filters. This app you have to pay for, but I think you get a free version with 10 different filters, but I highly recommend it. These are some of my sort of favorite presets here. Uh, the A's and the C's. The A's are great because they're nice cool colors and the C's are much, uh, a little bit warmer. Uh, but this is a great way to quickly edit your photos uh, and make them look uh, quite natural. The problem with Instagram filters is that they are very intense uh, and you can instantly tell when a photo has been put through an Instagram filter. With these, uh, again, you can uh, tweak the settings on the contrast and things uh, in here and you can even create what they call recipes which are your sort of own versions of these filters which you can then apply to every picture you take and suddenly your feed will be full of consistent looking photos. Now this one is super super fun. This is called Touch Retouch um, and you're all welcome to have a play on my phone later. Uh, again I think this app you do have to pay for but it's definitely worth it. This app is a bit, like it says here, it's Photoshop for dummies. You can literally remove things from pictures and you will have no idea that they were ever there in the first place. Let's say you have just, um, you've got to enter a photo into a cocktail competition. They want you to be in the picture, but that morning you've got this horrendous spot on your face. Suddenly you can wipe it out. Or let's say uh, you've taken this great picture uh, you're now no longer in your bar and you're looking at the photo and you're like, oh, it's really annoying that there's water all over the top of the bar. How can I change that? Well, in this app, you can just scrub it over and it's gone. So it can come in super handy. And actually, we'll be going out to the uh, glacier later. Um, and there might be a guy in the middle of your photo in the distance wearing a bright red jacket. And you're like, man. You're ruining my epic picture of Iceland. I'm going to look like I'm here on my own. Um, and you can just jump into this app, wipe over them, and they're gone. Super. And then sync, for example, is going to keep going like normally, or? Say again? Yeah, it's going to like be normal, the photo, or it's going to be like. Yeah. You won't be able to tell. You won't be able to tell. Like, you can, we've, um, it depends on how big the item is. Uh, if you were like taking a picture of this table and try to get rid of the whole table, uh, it, it wouldn't work. But if, for instance, I was taking a picture of this table and I want to get rid of the glass, that might work. Um, so it kind of depends what you're taking a picture of. The smaller the thing, the easier it is to, to remove. Um, and so there's object removal, uh, but then there's this clone stamp, so you can, if you're struggling, you can like wash over things with the 
same color as what might be next to it. So you've got Touch Retouch, and then this is probably my favorite app. Uh, it's called InShot. This is free, super, super fun. There's so many different things you can do in this. I'm discovering them every single day. It's great for making grids and collages, which are fantastic for stories. It's also great for adding uh, like borders and things onto your photos should you want to do that. It's got tons of great text features and you can even use it for videos. So I highly recommend this. Give it a play um, and tell me what you think. Are all of these available on both iOS and Android? I <laughs> believe so, yes. Yes, they are. So you've thought about uh, your framing, your composition, your lighting, you've done some editing, but um, if you really want to take it up to the next level, there's four different things I want to talk to you about. First one, I would call people and products. Now, you might recognize this handsome devil in the background here. This is Charles, just here. Uh, I stole these from his Instagram this morning, but these are two fantastic examples of photos here. He, uh, he's got depth in both these pictures. The drink is right at the front of the photo, throwing the back of the picture uh, into this beautiful uh, blur, or, or what they call uh, giving a great bokeh. That's a, that makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Um, and, <laughs> and again, these pictures have got fantastic symmetry. The drinks are bang in the middle. Um, but what is really cool about these pictures is that you've brought people uh, together with the drink or the product or the bottle or whatever it is. People give life to photos. A picture of a drink on its own on the bar is soulless. A picture of a drink that someone is holding, suddenly you can imagine your friend is passing you this drink, your friend is passing you this bottle. Suddenly it's like, oh cool, I'm in that picture, it's got energy, uh, it's brought it to life. So these are really cool shots and like, don't feel any, like, never feel bad about stealing someone's composition. Like, that's what everyone does on Instagram. Uh, so feel free to like shoot your drinks like this. Other fun thing to think about is first person perspective. I'm sure you've all seen pictures of people's, uh, people who've photographed their feet in the sand on holiday or their legs on a sun lounger or uh, something like that. And those pictures are so popular because when you look at them, you imagine you're on holiday, you're like, oh, I want to be on the beach. These do the same, but with drinks or with bottles. So here, this one, you can imagine yourself passing this bottle over or holding this bottle in the street setting here. Is he taking his picture with his mouth or what? This one is particularly trippy. Does someone I, I'm like, how did he do this? Well, he did it like this. So someone else actually mm. took the picture ah, and he just flipped smart. it and suddenly it looks like he's actually looking down through his own eyes. Um, so again, this is another fun thing you can play with uh, by just flipping your photos around suddenly. Uh, you've created a whole different way of looking at them. This, um, this is a nice uh, way of thinking about uh, bringing your bars to life. Um, I call it, or we call it the triple D. Drink, detail, destination. Now, I'm sure you've all seen on uh, Instagram how you now have this ability to have a carousel or a series yeah. of photos. Suddenly you can bring a whole story to life in your single post. And when you think about this, you can kick off with your main picture being your drink, then a close-up of a little detail like the garnish or whatever it might be. And then we all work in beautiful places. People love going into bars. Share a picture of those places and bring other people into your bar. 
And the final one, and this is the uh, really fun one, is to like kind of wow. experiment, play games, have fun with your photos. This guy here is definitely worth following uh, on Instagram. He does some awesome shots. You can see this orange peel, which has vanished into this staircase, whirling round, uh, or this girl drinking a straw, or is that the sea? I'm not sure. This guy being fired out of this cannon here. Or you can imagine your whole bar team lined up on a tray somewhere. <laughs> and you, could, you, can do, you can do shots like this uh, here in Iceland. We've seen how flat it is outside uh, the hostel or hotel here. Um, and so you can play with perspective. You could be pouring a drink and one of your mates in the background is like, uh, like getting covered in it. Uh, you could be crawling out of a hat as if they're a snail or something like this. There's lots of ways you can play uh, with perspective. So definitely check him out. There's loads of inspiration on his page. And so that is me. And now I'll hand over to Amber for some very important amberfication. boring and dry right I have to talk about hashtags and I let John have all the creative fun stuff but before I jump into that I will just note just on that whole piece you just spoken about that's if you were to take your own photo there's also a big consideration for you guys that consumers and influencers come into your bar all the time and they tag you right the beauty about Instagram is you can take their photo give them full credit for it but you can repost that and there's nothing stopping you from doing it as well so or for instance you know if you've got photographers that have come into the venue or hanging out with you for the week like the two lovely gentlemen here ask them for the photo say hey can you grab a photo of me in this drink you know you can start a new relationship with photography you can exchange details you can get them to send that you can credit them in the photo so there's always other opportunities if you're too busy working your shift or you're you've got you know multiple other things on there's always a means of finding content so uh amplification i've been very lucky so i'm uh the the digital marketing manager on monkey shoulder and essentially my job is responsible for everything the brand does online from social media to the website to all of that kind of stuff but in addition to that, I've also for the past year been taking this training for all of our 104 brand ambassadors across the world and essentially teaching them how to better use social media in order to, I guess, support you guys and support our drinks in the bar and, and, and our brands in the bar as well. So a lot of what we're about to take you through, which is step three to seven, um, is kind of like the practicality behind Instagram because there's kind of an art form to it. There's one thing to take a beautiful photo, but if you don't know these next few steps and you just post it, then no one's really gonna see it, right? No one's gonna engage with it, no one's gonna like it because it's just not gonna be put into the right place or the right hands. So these are the practical steps we think you should follow. Now, by no means are these uh, certified by Instagram, because Instagram, like all of us, is a business and they want to make money, so they're never going to publish exactly how to break their algorithm, um, which you hear lots of people talking about all the time. But this is just a, a, a combination of, in my job and what I do, and also working with some other consultants, what we think the best, best method of, of getting the content and your images out there is. So the first is around copy. So you've got your great image, you're ready to go. You need to think about what you're going to say. So in addition to the, the, the photograph, you, you're essentially paying, playing war of the thumbs with people and their phones. You want to do something that's so interesting or so entertaining that it stops someone's thumb so they stop and pay attention to your post. And a copy is a really big part of that, especially if you're a bar or even if you're an individual and you've got something to say. 
So have a think about how you confront line your main points. So you would have seen that uh, Instagram truncate, it's called, but Instagram hide after the first three lines. So what have you got to say? Think about how you can put that up front. Don't start a story with, a, on an above average Tuesday, because you're going to kind of lose people. Um, think about catchy titles. Personally, I'm a massive fan of a pun. Um, include emojis, make it a little bit more energetic, get people to sort of stop and pay attention. Um, include a question. So I think don't do a question for question's sake and don't do an empty question that you don't want to know the answer to. But for instance, if you're doing a guest shift and you're going to a different city, why not chuck out there, hey guys, I'm going to Barcelona this weekend. Anyone got any bar recommendations? Because your community of people who follow you, this is the kind of stuff that they would love to say back to you and love to engage with you on. So think about how you can ask a question or if you're putting a trial cocktail on the menu, why don't you put it out to your followers and see if they like it or they don't or what would they like to see on the next menu or all those kind of things. So think about authentic questions that can create engagement, but make sure you really want those questions. You know what I mean? You want to have that conversation. And then finally, I think also incorporate like a recipe and education as well. So explain to them what's in the drink, you know, bring them on board with the journey or what you've created. So then further invested in your bar or, or, or your creation as such. Um, so the next point is on tags. So the tags are probably the most crucial piece when it comes to publishing your content and making sure more people than just your followers see it. So there's three different types of tags within a post. You've obviously first and foremost got your location tag, which for all of you guys who do work in bars, obviously that's very important. Um, always, whenever you can, make sure you tag your, your bar in that location. Like the point that John was talking about earlier, consumers are now using Instagram as a, as a method of searching when they're going to new cities or when they're going to a bar or even you know, when they're assessing whether they should come into your venue or not. So make sure you always tag your, your venue on there so that your content's contributing to the location itself. Um, and when it, it may not be relevant to your bar because maybe it's you personally, you're out and about, think about you know, the city or maybe the country or a location. Never not put a tag because it's so valuable, especially the way that people are now engaging with Instagram. The second point is obviously people and bar. So if you're doing a guest shift perhaps, or you've, you know, maybe half of Camp Monkeys come in and visit you at a bar one night and they're all in that photograph. Take that opportunity to tag all of those people within the photos. Because what you're doing is not only enriching that content, but when you actually go to post it, you're actually sending them all little notifications that you've posted a new photo. So they're obviously then going to go onto Instagram and like your photo, which then generally helps with your engagement as well. So whenever you can, tag the people within the content. Then finally, hashtags. So hashtags is a little bit of an art. Uh, you have up to 30 that you can use. No more because Instagram won't, won't recognize them. And I highly recommend that you use the 30 where you possibly can. Because what you're essentially doing is taking 30 opportunities to push your content into other areas of the platform that usually maybe you don't have a conversation or you don't usually have a role to play within. So for instance, with the monkey shoulder team, what I always recommend is, and Joe's done a fantastic job of listening here, is we always use make it monkey in the body of our, or the, 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 the comment of our posts, like he has done here. Now it's up to you how, you how you go from there. Some people will put all of their hashtags within that first post, or some people will put it within the comments immediately after. It doesn't matter as long as you do it ASAP, so within the first few seconds. One's more aesthetically pleasing because when people start to comment back on this, you won't be able to see all the hashtags. The other one's easier because you can just write it all up at once. But make sure you use the 30. 
So you want to use a mixture of big hashtags and small hashtags. And what I mean by that is the quantity of, of tags that are associated to that. So for instance, whiskey is a huge hashtag. Make it monkey only has a few thousand followers. So you want to use a combination between that. And think of other things that are within this photo. Don't just be, you know, you, you all work in, in, in bars, but don't just stay stereotypical to your industry because you're only you're going to limit your followers and your content to, to the industry or to that specific conversation. So for instance, you could think obviously about other brands, but if you had some beautiful glassware, if you had you know, a wooden bench top, you, can, you start to feed into maybe more lifestyle areas of Instagram, maybe more interior design. And it sounds a little bit obscure, but at the end of the day, these people are all consumers. So someone could be looking at like cool chrome taps and then they could come across your bar and it might be a Thursday afternoon and then all of a sudden they want that espresso martini that they're seeing but they were looking at chrome taps. So every opportunity is kind of an opportunity to find a new consumer. So think about that when you're putting your hashtags in is where else you can push that content. But 30 if pos as, as where you possibly can. The other piece on that is don't copy and paste the same hashtags every single time because Instagram will see you as a computer and as such, it, will, it, it won't recognize those hashtags. So it just kind of ignores you in the post because it thinks that you're a bot. So unfortunately, it's quite manual, it's quite laborsome, but if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it right and, and type it all in. Um, and then point number five. So you've got your copy, you've got your tags. Now to let you know, I don't know if you weren't aware of this, in Instagram, you can go through and do all of these stages. So you've input your photo, you've obviously done all the editing outside of Instagram, but you come in, you've input your photo, you've written up the copy, you've put in your emojis, you've added your location, your people tags, and your hashtags. If you're not ready to post now, because perhaps it's 9.30 on a Monday morning and that's not really when people are very thirsty, if you go backwards out of, of the steps, you can actually save it into your drafts. So you can do all of that work when maybe you've got a little bit of downtime um, and you can and pre-do all of your photos so that come you know 6.30 on a Thursday after Thursday evening or maybe Friday at three o'clock and you don't have time because obviously you're doing prep or setup, but all it's gonna take you is two minutes just to go in and then press post and, and away it goes. So yeah, give a lot of consideration to the time and day in which you're posting. You wanna be as close to when you think people are ready to you know, point of consumption, otherwise it's kind of a wasted post. The other piece on this is if you manage perhaps your bars account or even on your own personal account and you've got it set up as a, as a business profile, you can get insights and analytics about when your users are online and their behavioral habits so that you're able to understand better when they're ready to post. So for instance, I am Australian and a lot of my family and friends are in Australia and if I post at this time of day, Australia is all asleep so no one ever sees my posts. So I always post at 9am in the morning because that's when all of my followers are online and that's when they're, they're more likely to see my content. It's these kind of insights that you'll be able to get, um, especially if you are from another country or you've worked in other locations. You want to kind of play up to whatever your, your following is because that's going to make your, your posts the most engaged. So number six. Now number six uh, is something, a tactic that we've employed with the brand ambassadors as collective groups. And I kind of recommend, especially if you work in a bar and maybe there's uh, quite a few of you that work in the bar or you work within a team, um, is, is the notification piece. Now bear with me, 
The biggest meme accounts in the world, there's apparently 12 of them. They classify themselves as the meme cartel. You would have all seen very funny things that they've posted at some point or other. Multi-million followers, right? They've never spent a cent on advertising. As a brand like Monkey Shoulder, in order to be able to get those kind of views, I would have to spend money. It's just, you know, it's the way the platform's built. But these guys put up funny stuff and it gets like two, three million. Exactly. So what they do is they have, they have this behind Instagram and outside of Instagram, they've got like a messaging group, right? And they've actually started to talk about it more, but they support one another. They notify each other when someone's posted something. They've been able to overturn rulings that Instagram has made about deactivating accounts. The strength of those meme accounts has come from that the fact that they support one another and they promote one another. And it's exactly the same tactic that you can employ in a bar. So let's say there's 10 of you that work in the bar and you all kind of take it in terms of sharing content or you share content in your own channels. Why not start a WhatsApp or a messenger group, but it has to solely be reserved for Instagram. So we've got one on monkey shoulder. All of the other funny chat happens elsewhere, but this is just an Instagram only chat. The guys going to, so once they've posted um, their posts, like um, Joe has just here, you, the three uh, little dots in the right hand corner, you go to that, you go to copy link, which gives you a URL and you post that into your WhatsApp group and you say, hey guys, can you like this? Or hey guys, can you comment on this? Now the algorithm, because naturally Instagram wants you to stay on the platform for as long as they possibly can. That's what they want. They want everyone to stay on Instagram and not go anywhere else. So they're going to put whatever content they deem to be the most engaging, highest in your list. So when you first land on the platform, you've opened it up for the day, you always see kind of like the most popular stuff right away or what Instagram thinks is you've gonna like the, the most because it it's gonna keep you on that platform. So by having your post, having people like your post straight away, it makes Instagram think, oh, this is an engaging piece of content. I'll put it further up in the feed. And so naturally you're gonna get more likes. So those first few minutes after you post are really, really crucial. You wanna get the engagement then so that it can sort of carry you on. If you don't, then it's almost like you, you know, you can remove it and do it again at another time if you don't really get that interaction. So having the support of peers or friends straight away is obviously going to hugely benefit that post and, and how successful it becomes. Um, and it's also a nice way of supporting each other, right? Especially our Monkey Shot of Brand Ambassadors, we've got 10 or 11 across the world, um, you know, different time zones, doing different things, but we all have a common goal and it's helping each other and supporting each other's content when we, we publish on Instagram. You know, like what, what also works really well is like you just go, you post something, you go on your feed, and then like instead of just liking all the random pictures that you go on the account, you like two or three pictures of that account, they're going to see you on the, oh, okay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Stealing my last slide. Uh, engagement. So that's my last point that I was going to say. It's like if you've gone to all of the effort that John's taking you through and what I've taken you through and you've posted this great post, the last thing you need to do is take an extra five to ten minutes. Now personally I do this when I'm on the train or when I've got a bit of downtime um, and go on to and look at the hashtags you've used in the post. Jump onto those hashtags and like a few of those posts or go on to, maybe you're trying to you know, get someone in particular to follow you, whether it's a bar influencer or, or someone else, go onto their account and like some of their comment or their posts. Because essentially what you're doing is sending out lots of notifications to everyone else's phones. And we're all like obsessed with it, right? We all pick it up like, oh, John's like my photo. And you're going you're like, who's John? And you look on his profile, oh, John just posted a photo. It's natural, it's like human instinct that you're going to get that engagement back, right? So it's just a few extra minutes, especially when you've gone to all that trouble. And what we say is, 
So personally for the brand ambassadors, we recommend if they were to do you know, two to three high quality posts per week and went through all of these steps, that's 10 times better than you trying to be active every single day. And I would say for you know, yourself in the bars, like if you thought about posting perhaps on like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, even if you just did that three really high quality posts and you've thought about everything that we've detailed here, and we'll send this out to you later as well, you're going to get much higher engagement, but also be contributing back to when consumers search for your content or you know what the aesthetic of your bar looks like or what the brand of your bar looks like, all of those beneficial factors outside of what you actually do on a day-to-day -day basis as well. So yeah, they are our tips. We're doing a shameless plug as well for all of you who would like to follow along. So this list here is all of the monkey shoulder brand ambassadors across the world. Um, I think it's actually quite cool when you follow along, you can see some of the, you know, the different trends and what's going on. You know, Jay at the moment I think is, is in Japan doing some crazy stuff with the guys. Um, we've got um, Vance Henderson who has more energy than like a small child or a rabbit. I don't know how he goes on, but he does some really cool stuff in the, over in the US. So yes, you've met some brand ambassadors in the room, but I highly recommend you follow the rest along as well. Um, yeah, so before we jump into the challenge we've got for you for the rest of the day, do we have any question? And I prefix this with what I think Joe said it earlier, no questions, a silly question, because silly people don't ask questions, um, which I really quite liked. Um, but I guarantee I've had it before anyway. Um, so this is your opportunity if you've got any specific questions on Instagram or what we've spoken about or photography, um, or you can come speak to us later one-on-one -on -one, if it's a little less awkward than speaking in front of everyone. So we are going to set you a challenge. Um, by dinner time this evening, we would love you all to craft an Instagram post using all the things that you've learned today. So as soon as we're done here, um, we're going to have a bit of downtime before we have to get on the bus to go to the excursion. I know Warren and the guys have, uh, have made a few drinks for us, so feel free to go out and use those as props. Or there's also some other props uh, situated around the building for you as well. We want it to include a monkey shoulder serve or something that distinguishedly makes it monkey. So whether it's our bottle or maybe our cap or something. So when you instantly know, talking about that brand, when you instantly see that photo that you know that it's monkey shoulder. Um, and we want you to include the location, right? Because when are we all gonna be in Iceland together taking cool photos? So uh, the, where we're going this afternoon, I don't wanna spoil the surprise, but it's going to be very iconically um, Icelandic. So make the most of that. And then, and it's a clear day. And I keep hearing Icelandic Anna say to me, you do, you do not know how blessed you are with the weather. So we best take the, the most of that. And then these are the hashtags we want you to use. There's actually four, because I didn't update the list, but the, it's Camp Monkey and then Camp Monkey Iceland. So if you use the four of those, we'll be able to see the content and then we'll be able to judge. And the winner, da 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 da. Yes. <laughs> Gets a bottle of smoky monkey um, and a conger and a few other bits and pieces as well. So, um, yeah. Woo!